What's going on, everybody? This is J.M. Banks. And I'm Eric Hoffman. This is Urban Alchemy Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today here in beautiful Kansas City, Missouri. We got another great one for you on our Media Review Mondays. We have our music review, first music review we're going to be doing. And no better way to start this off by reviewing my favorite hip-hop album of all time, Kanye West's first album, The College Dropouts. Eric, on your list of favorite albums, where do you think this one ranks for you? This would rank number three. Number three. Oh, what are the ones that are above this one? Equimini by Outkast and 2001, Dr. Dre. Both great albums, wonderful hip hop albums. Yeah, Kanye West, College Dropout. I, I would say that was when my love of hip hop really re- began because that's the first time I ever heard an album that really connected with me on a personal level. Because usually with hip hop, we are so used to hearing the basic, usual narrative within hip hop. You know, I sell drugs, I shoot people, I hustle, I pimp, I get money. You know, that was the standard. And especially to have Kanye West come out in the same camp as, you know, Cameron or Benny Siegel or Freeway. And, you know, just that whole particular crowd of rappers who, you know, pretty much perpetuated that image. They they were the main, when I think of late 90s, early 2000 hip hop, I think of like Rockefeller. I think of, you know, Rough Riders, you know, and all of them carried with them a particular type of hip hop. And that was just the norm. And then you have this kid from Chicago pop out of nowhere who are making these incredible beats that you didn't even know he made, you know, Jay-Z and and so many other artists that he produced for prior to him becoming a rapper. And then he finally debuts this album. And it it was just I remember it having such an effect on me. And it, it released back in 2004, like I said, uh, Rockefeller, which was under Def Jam at the time. And do you remember where you were at in your life when that, that album came out, Eric? So I was in high school. Um, I actually wasn't too keen on Kanye. But what I noticed was some of my boys, they were changing their fashion up. And this is something that we don't talk about with Kanye, like the fashion. Yeah. Um, Back in the day, he used to wear the suit jackets uh, with the little backpack, you know, jeans and stuff like that with the polos, pop collar. And I really thought that was pretty cool. So I said, OK, who y'all modeling this after? And they said, you know, Kanye, you know, you need to listen to some of the some of his records or whatnot. And I had really not heard of Kanye few years prior, I had heard of Kanye, but I didn't know it was him. It was on The Bounce, Jay-Z, uh, produced by Timberland. Yeah. And, you know, Kanye had a third verse. It wasn't particularly like a strong verse mm-hmm. or anything, but that was my first exposure. But then, you know, I started going back in the archives and I was like, oh, yeah, popping tags. You know, that's produced by Kanye. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a dope beat. But, yeah, I was in high school. I think it was my junior year. And, uh, you know, that's when I heard about Kanye. Yeah, Kanye was, like I said, also in high school when I heard of him. Uh, I believe the first track I heard from him was Through the Wire. And I was just blown away by that track because I had grown up with my mama listening to Shaka Khan. So as soon as I heard that sample, I was just like, yo, this is one of the great hip hop samples of our generation right here. Like this is up here, up there with Juicy. And it just was just like it hits every box you think of when you think of definitive hip hop sample. And I was just like, okay, I'm listening. And then he came out with another song I loved and another song I loved. And I was like, all right, that this is actually the first album I ever bought with my money. You know, at that, that point, CD burning was was pretty uh, on the uptake and you could go to any barbershop or hell, any bus stop and somebody's walking up to you with the newest CDs for five dollars. And that's just where people were getting their CDs from where I'm from. But that, I was just literally like, yo, you know, I like this guy. I actually am feeling what he's saying. I'm going to actually support him by spending my hard earned money to get this album. And it was just something that was an experience. I remember listening to it the first time through and not liking it because my ears were just so trained to the traditional nigga shit of hip hop and hearing stuff like him talk about how self-conscious he was or, you know, hear about him just having these failures or having a real job. It was just like, this ain't hip hop. And then as I started to, you know, just 
listen to it and really take it in, I was just like, this is life. Like, this is actual real life right here. And a lot of the stuff he was talking about is stuff that I was going through at that particular time for the first time in my life. And just coming to terms with, you may be the best or the smartest at something, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the popular one. And that's been a recurring theme through Kanye's music, even through today, like him needing that recognition. And you really just don't hear too many rappers talk about that from that era. Once again, this is the 50 Cent. This is the, you know, <clears throat> the era of the tough guy rapper. Uh, so all that introspective, you know, honest. And he, he was probably the first rapper I ever heard to effectively put pop culture references into his his rhymes. Like I remember the, uh, he that uh, through the wire and it was just like uh, naming you know, uh, Michael Jackson and Emmett Till and Toys R Us. And I was just like, I've never heard anybody use these these references that actually strike a chord with me in hip hop music like that. And Kanye did it. I mean, it, it was just such a. a, a something new and different. And I was, I was, I was definitely on board for Kanye. So listening through it, uh, let's just go through it, give our initial thoughts for it. Cause me and me and Eric, once again, we have known each other for years and we are such good friends because we like a lot of the same things and Kanye West. And it's been one of those things we have come, you know, constantly debated the pros and cons of on this show, as well as in real life. So it's been a love, especially this album. I can remember just us riding in the car, listening to, you know, tracks from this album, tracks right. from uh, Graduation, tracks from uh, Late Registration, especially Late Registration. Back when we had the iPad, iPod na Nano, was it? iPod Nano. Was it? Uh, remember, I used to have the cassette tape that yeah, would yeah, hook yeah, up yeah, to yeah. the, uh, I, uh, is it called an iPod? Yeah, it was. That's like, crazy. I, don't, I can't even remember. It was the name so old. Yeah. yeah. And then we'd hook it up to the iPod and we'd, you know, let it ride. Yeah, that was, those were good old days. But yeah, so starting off, college dropout track listing. Uh, track one was the intro uh, skits uh, Bernie Mac. Lake we can't, great, we got to talk about Lake Bernie great Mac. Bernie Mac, Chicago right. great. And that's one of the things I love about Kanye West is he repped so hard for Chicago. Like he was really making sure he pulled everybody who was from the Chicago scene in any aspect into his music in some way or his, his music videos in some way. And it was just so amazing to hear Bernie Mac on an album. And he was, of course, funny. Right. You know, uh, Bernie Mac does not let down on this album. And it, it's, it's it's bittersweet still listening back to it because he was just so funny and so hilarious. And, you know, it really reminds you what a great we lost when we lost Bernie Mac. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, Kanye at that time, he had a, a good working relationship with comedians. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chappelle. I Chappelle. I, I don't think how... I don't think people now understand how important that was back then. I mean, seeing Kanye with Chappelle and Common, just they, they were trendsetters. At the Absolutely. Time. That whole time span, that whole Chappelle block party atmosphere with Talib Kweli and Most Def and Erica Badu and Common. Kanye West was responsible for introducing so many people to these artists. I wouldn't have known about maybe Talib Kweli uh, if not for Kanye West doing the uh, Get By, not Get By remix. Uh, oh, I, I believe it it was get by. It was get by. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was get by. And it was this Nina Simone sample uh, for Center Man. And there was a remix with Most Def and Jay-Z and Kanye West. And the fact that Jay-Z got on this track with, you know, these conscious rappers, I was just like, this is amazing. Who are these other artists? I had known about Common a little bit. Right. But I didn't know. I didn't, you know, I wasn't checking for Common until... No. See, that's what you were talking about with like the consciousness, like mm. usually with uh, conscious rappers back in that day, you know, they were seen as cornballs. Let's just be honest. Like, yeah, soft most, guys. Yeah, most dev, Talib, Kweli, um, Common, you know, you really didn't pay too much attention to them. Um, but with Kanye coming in, he actually put them on mm. his album and, and, you know, it seamlessly merged. Absolutely. And um you know, we got to really think about that, how he bought Talib Kweli to the front, uh, Common to the forefront, because Common was obscure. He was really obscure. I can't. I, the only song that I remember back in high school from Common was 
was it Delight? Light, Light. Yeah, Delight. And that was produced by Pharrell. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. That was pr- produced by Pharrell, but still, he was seen as kind of corny. It was a commercial. Yeah, and old. He, he seemed older than what he really was. Right. Like, he always seemed like he was 35. Yeah. <laughs> Even when he was like 18. He was a kid when he was doing that. Right. And right. Yeah, but did Kanye West is responsible for so much of that. And just he doesn't get respect for that. No, he no, he doesn't. And I think we really need to, you know, be appreciative of what he did for the culture back in the early 2000s. I mean, that's just, you know, common is still relevant today. Uh, I would say Kwali is not as relevant. Most deaf isn't just because of some of the decisions he's kind of made, you know, career wise, <clears throat> career wise. But, you know, uh Definitely Kanye was a trendsetter. Uh, I know we kind of need to get back to yeah. <laughs> we, we We go off in these tangents. But, but it's things that need to be said. Th- definitely, definitely. But, you know, Bernie Mac, you know, RIP, you know, I really thought he was funny. You know, kind of out of nowhere, you know, this big time comic at the time supporting this basically no name rapper and, you know, coming through, you know, delivering, you know, some funny punchlines on this first and uh, third track of the album yes yes let's backtrack a bit the album's pretty much a concept album that follows an actual narrative in regards to kanye west's journey through academia and bernie mac plays the uh principal or administrator or dean kanye west is just this kid who who is first starts off you know being being approached by the principal saying hey we want you to use your talents and gifts to give something back to the school and then we go into track two we don't care that was just different because it was just like a, it almost was like a nursery song to all my niggas that struck dealing just to get by. it was like a sesame street song almost Part was like, kids sing, kids sing. We wasn't supposed to make it past 25. And Actually, I always thought that it was kind of like a juxtaposition against the I Can by Nas. Because okay. you know how Nas yeah, is yeah. so, the I Can song by Nas is so like uh, uplifting. Like, kids, you can do it. You can be anything that you want to, you know, just think about it. And then Kanye takes a more kind of morose look at things like taking the stark reality of the streets Mm -hmm. and kind of making it a little bit funny just for you to pay attention to it what Nas's approach was just like really uplifting and positive but Kanye uses a little bit of humor to kind of draw you into the song and I really appreciated that because this is actually one of my top three songs on the album yeah, it's it actually reminds me a lot of the Dave Chappelle skit he did, like what Sesame Street would be like in the hood. And that's the kind of song I would imagine to be on that kind of show. Like that was just such a look for people. I, I understand a lot of people don't like that song and just don't jive to it, I guess. But yeah, it's a very smart song. It's very, very deep. Like I said, very funny. He's able to put humor in some very serious you know, subject matter within the song. Next goes into graduation day. Uh, once again, Bernie Mac skit. Uh, pretty much just telling Kanye to get the hell up out. You got to go. You are not built for this school shit. It's just hilarious. Once again, if you ever just want to have a good laugh, listen to any of these skits and and, I, and you will die. Um, I was listening as I re-listened to this album. I found myself dying laughing again. And I know everything word by word. Track four, All Falls Down, uh, featuring Selena Johnson. Uh, it... it, it one of my favorites. Uh, this song was just one of those ones that gave you Kanye as a poet. Like it really was something. I actually saw him perform a piece of this on Deaf Poetry. And I was just like, wow, he's actually really good. Uh, but it, it's just one of those songs that tells a story. And Kanye was so good at doing this. Once again, pop culture references left and right, but still the depth of the message did not get lost on you whatsoever. What are your feelings about uh, All Falls Down? I really like it. I think Selena Johnson does a great job in the uh, song. I mean, this is originally a Lauryn Hill song. Right. Uh, so there are two different versions of the song, but you'll most likely just hear the Selena Johnson uh, version, which is excellent. Just thinking about uh, just the wordplay, mm. uh, it's pretty deep, uh, particularly the third verse where he talks about, you know, uh, black economics and how we need to support uh, black economics. And uh, even if you go and buy the Jordans, you're still 
supporting the white man. Yeah. Are there any particular lines that jump out at you? Is is the is the verse where it's like, uh, man, I, I wait. She's so precious with the peer pressure. Couldn't afford a daughter, so she, couldn't afford a car, so she named a daughter Alexis. And that one, then it just ran into the just the story of this girl who has so many dreams and aspirations of going to college, but in the end, she gets pregnant. And she's just doing hair. So she can, you know, buy some new shoes. And it's just, that was just so soul crushing. And I, it, it I hit me because I know so many women like that who was just like, yo, you were on the right course. But one decision, you know, one decision here, one decision there led you to the current situation you're at. And it, it actually takes us back to, you know, not fast enough, a little too slow. Pretty much you you make one wrong move and it can affect your life in a negative way for the for the long run. But Definitely. And we all know people like that, that we actually went to school with. Yeah, I think uh, this is really indicative of the young women that we come across who have dreams and aspirations and may actually get sidelined in school or may have extenuating circumstances like they may have a child or they are trying to impress their parents, but they don't don't know exactly what career path they want to go on in life. So they may spend extra years in school, you know, just trying to figure it out yeah. you know, while working, while taking care of their child, while uh, facing the pressures of society uh, as a black woman. So, yeah, that was particularly deep. I think what really caught my eye was uh, when he says, man, I promise I'm so self-conscious. That's why you always see me with one, at least one of my watches, mm-hmm. Rollies and Porsches. Then uh, drove me crazy. I can't even pronounce nothing past that for Stacey. He has some interesting wordplay in here uh, talking about for Stacey. Uh, which is Versace, right. of course. Um, and he's just like, you know, I just need to keep up with the Joneses here. You know, I can I have to spend all my money just to, you know, have some Air Forces. I have to spend my uh, money just to have the latest uh, jersey at the time. It was, you know, jerseys that were the big thing. And, you know, he's just going through talking about I have to have my watch on, you know, just to let be flashy and let people know who I am. And that's the self-consciousness that we as black people uh, have experienced over the decades. And I know a lot of people want to talk about a lot of the Harlem Renaissance and stuff like that, where, you know, this is how black people used to dress and, you know, suited and booted and stuff like that. But they were still victims of keeping up with the Joneses. They had these expensive minks and furs on, et cetera, et cetera. That's the same thing today with the jerseys, with the Air Forces, with the Versace and um et cetera, et cetera, that uh, Kanye is talking about. So we're we're keeping up with the Joneses now. You know, you have to have your Jordans, uh, which Kanye talks about in the song as well. But this this album's almost 20 years later and tripping over Jordans. True. Materialistic yeah. stuff. Absolutely. So, you know, there, there's a lot of profound messages in this song and we could just keep going on and on. I mean, the it's, it's just a great song, great video. And, you know, even has Stacey Dash in there. Who, yeah, back when she was saying. <laughs> right. Before she but, drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, definitely. Nah, you, you hit the nail right on the head in regards to uh, where he was hitting with this song and just everything in regards to our community. He was trying to point out like, yo, this stuff does not matter whatsoever. Uh, he was, yeah, like I said, one of the first rappers to really talk about him being self-conscious and self-esteem and, you know, having to require these material items to have a self, you know, of value or, or, or iota of self-worth in the community. And it was just something that was like a breath of fresh air in regards to hip hop. And like you said, yes, yeah, still super relevant today. Still something that is really going on in regards to how we view materialism and clothes and, and stupid stuff that we don't need. But yeah, that, it's an awesome track. One of my favorites. It's next going into I'll Fly Away, which is a just a short snippet of uh, old, old Negro spiritual, actually. Uh, anybody who knows, it's, 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 it's one of those spirituals that have hidden meanings where you're talking about, you know, on the surface, it sounds like, you know, one glad morning, when this life is over, I'll fly away. Meaning when I'll die, I'll go to heaven. And in actuality, the slaves are saying one morning when when this life here on this plantation is over, I'm going to leave and I'm going to fly away. And Kanye, of course, being able to to take 
a little bit of everything in our culture, implements that into his story. And then we go into track six, which is Spaceship featuring Consequence and GLC. And that one just tells the story of you just wanted to fly the hell off from your day job or your, your part time job or whatever job you have that you hate. And once again, another one of my favorite songs, because it just strikes such a personal core with me, because I can remember being on the Metro bus on my way to this grocery store I used to work at. And it was just the most, one of the most horrible experience because we hated the bosses. We hated the customers. You know, everything was messed up and we got railed on and got paid crap. And it was just like, why am I doing this? So I, I love that track. It was it was just always something I listened to, to to remind me I'm not alone in this. Every There's other people who, who feel like this as well. And yeah, Kanye West was definitely had a had a few tracks that are had a few lines that uh stuck out to me in this song man where do i begin <laughs> yeah it's a pretty deep song and it's talking about just fucking his manager up because he's being disrespected uh stealing from his job because he's being underpaid uh it just goes into so much that's relevant in in, in the community and working at the gap and you know the, being accused of stealing and then letting black people have some black people coming into the store, but then they want to take him to the front just so they can be like, oh, this is our token blackie. And it's just like, yo, these are addressing things that you never heard about in hip hop before. Like who else in hip hop talks about a day job to this degree? And then you have Consequence, who also delivers a good verse where he's talking about having a little bit of success and then having to go back to normal life. And, you know, that was always very jarring to me because you never think about what happens to these rappers after they do have one hit or they do have a feature on a huge song, but you never hear from them again. You know, uh, what, what's your run through on it? You know, this was a song that, of course, like we said, came out in high school, but I really didn't start feeling this particular song until college mm -hmm. just because I had a child. I was going to school. Um, I was working a minimum wage job. I was making... I think like seven fifty five, seven ninety, or something at this time, and it was real tough for me. Yeah, you no, know, I was there, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it just spoke to me. Um, you know, this is one of my favorite songs on on the album. It's not in my top three or anything, mm -hmm. but you know, definitely a song that has definitely stuck with me over the years. It's a song that you know I'll bump. Uh, I think when you talk about the previous song. Um, the previous track, the interlude, uh, where I'll fly away. One of the important things about that song is talking about how we continue to work and slave. But you know what? Once we die, we're going to get our pie in, pie in the sky. We're going right. to get our just reward and everything's going to be OK. And so Kanye takes that. We're saying I'm working for this minimum wage job. I want to, you know, Slap my manager. You know, I want to I want to do all these crazy things just to get out of this life or whatever. I don't want to work like this for the rest of my life. You know, I want my pie in the sky now. I want my reward now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just talking about the daily grind of just working a minimum wage job, balancing that with what do you want in your future? Uh, that's what uh, who's who does the second verse? Is that GLC? Anyway, in the second verse, it just basically talks about verses, you know, talking about the doldrums of your job. You know, is, is this really where I want to be? You know, I'm putting, you know, these pants on the shelves. This is not what I want to do with my life, but it's what I have to do to make ends meet. I'm working in the mall. This is not this is not the ideal life that I choose. Yeah. So, you know, just overall, I would say this song is really profound. It's a deeper meaning. It's an updated version of I'll Fly Away, you know, a hundred uh, something years later. Yeah. Once, once again, a, a just a completely new and original song you had never heard about. And next track is just another one that just completely goes against the grain of hip hop. And I think this is the one that really shot him into major uh, national notoriety is, is Jesus Walks. Because this is a song where it was just like, OK, now he's on the cover of Rolling Stone. Now he's, you know, performing this at shows, uh, award shows on TV. And it's just like, yeah, Kanye has arrived. And Jesus Walks was one of those. And he had three videos for him. It's just like, who? why do you need three videos for this one song? Let me think of off the top of my head. So you have the one where it's the guy stealing 
I mean, tilling to the fields and doing uh, work. It looks like during reconstruction or something like that, right? Yeah. And then the second one is where he's like modern in the church, um, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Third video is with Mace, right? I don't even remember. That. That's the re- like- that, that, that's the that's the uh, remix. Remember, Mace was on the remix. Yeah, I remember it was not that good. No, it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, it, yeah, he just was doing different things with his videos. And I, I respected that. Uh, I didn't mention with All Falls Down, that also was a very beautiful video. Uh, it, it was just super sad. I don't know why it was. Like, it didn't have any words. Like, it didn't even tell you the story of what's going on. But you you just get this feeling like it's, it's a breakup. Like, he's saying goodbye to this girl forever. Like, he, he's, he's sending her off on this plane and, you know, being older and having experienced breakups and having that last goodbye, you know, even as a younger person who hadn't experienced that yet, it was just something that really tugged in my heartstrings watching that video. And she takes the glasses off and she's crying. It's just like, Oh, this is something that that it's sad. It's not a happy, not a happy goodbye. She's probably not coming back. That's just the the, the relationships. It all falls down sometimes, Mm -hmm. but yeah, uh, back to Jesus walks. It it was just one of those songs that really talked about religion and spirituality and where it stands in our community. And, you know, what, what's the relevance of it? You know, uh, do you know what the Midwest is young and restless? You know, it's just, it, it, opens up letting you know the grim reality of our our community and how hard it is to fall on faith when it comes to having all of these horrible things coming come up in your everyday life uh you got people trying to kill you people trying to rob you you got drugs you got poverty so many different things and we're supposed to just fall back on faith and how incredibly hard it is to have faith and to do the right thing and to try to be a rapper and not fall into the usual stereotypes and narrative of what hip hop should or was you know it's one of those songs that it really touched me and and Kanye a lot of people didn't like the fact that he had uh, a a rap song that you know saying cuss words and saying nigga and uh, talking about God why and, and, and honestly he probably reached more people with his message in this song than most gospel artists did that year yeah and the interesting thing is you know Kanye just recently did a gospel album yeah and people are genuinely confused and perplexed like why is this dude doing a gospel album but he's referenced god like from the start from the start i mean he made a whole song called jesus walks mm. i mean which was not a popular thing to do back in the early 2000s particularly with the added scrutiny of like you said the cursing and you know the secular nature of the song and juxtaposing that and really marrying it with the message of God. I mean, you know, the second verse, you know, to the hustlers, killers, murderers, drug dealers, even the strippers, you know, Jesus walks with them. And, you know, he's just reminding people that even though these people, people have sinned, having this secular lifestyle, you know, remember, Jesus does walk with them. That's right. what you've been teaching us for the That's past. That's what he's here for. Right. So the holier than thou, you know, near, you know, position back in the day was really just a con- contradiction. And he was just trying to show you that, hey, OK, this is what the text says. This is what you've been teaching us for the past couple of hundred years. OK, well, you know, let's let's really get this message out here that this is the way um, that, you know, Jesus, Jesus thinks, you know, Jesus's teachings. So I, I, I did like the track. It is actually one of my favorite tracks. I think the production on it is solid. But yeah. And, and he, he was taught once again, talking about stuff that's still relevant today, you know, uh, get choked by detectives. Uh, yeah. To check the methods, they'd be asking us questions, harassing, arrested, saying we piece of shit like you for breakfast. And it's like, yeah. Same stuff. Very relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this guy was covering this way back when. I'm sad that a lot of the stuff hasn't changed. I mean, we're still talking about a lot of the same damn issues and still haven't made very much progression in, in regards to those. But yeah, Jesus Walks, uh, another one of mine. Now we go into interesting territory. Leading into track eight, one of my favorite tracks, one of Eric's least favorite tracks, Never Let Me Down, featuring Jay-Z and Jay Ivy. Yeah, uh, I don't like this 
song very much at all. Oh, I don't understand why. I understand you think the production is lazy on it. I, I love the choir. I think it's subtle, not lazy. Well, the production is not up to Kanye's standard, I believe. And then, you know, the it's a bit bombastic. The, you know, the, the music actually seems to play louder at times than when he's actually speaking. I, I just don't like it. I don't like how Jesus Walks kind of still retains some of the beginning of the song. I, I just don't like it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with, okay. See in this album, there are certain things that made me think I was, I listened to this album originally as a, a bootleg, a burn CD. So certain things I thought were just bootleggy things. And then when I actually got the actual album, I'm like, Nope, this is, this is, this is the, the way it is like a uh, school spirit being edited. And it's right. just like, what's going on here? But yeah, that that cutting into the to the last part was just like, wait, what? Yeah, I just didn't like the song. I, I don't hate the song. There are songs on this album that I hate. This is not one of them. This album, I guess the reason I like it so much, and it's not even the Jay-Z verse, it's Kanye's verse because he says so many things that are just so deep and profound and you really get a sense of who he is. You know, I get down from my grandfather who took my mom and made her sit in that seat with white folks and wanted us to eat. You know, at the center age, she was arrested for the sit-ins. With that in my blood, I was born to be different. Niggas can't make it to balance to choose leadership, but they can make it to Jacobs or to the dealership. Like, niggas can't make it to balance to choose leadership, but they can make it to Jacobs or to the dealership. Like he was putting people in a place back then, like before voter die was a thing. He was like, yo, y'all need to be voting out here. Like y'all need to stop complaining about who we have in leadership. If you're not going to be doing anything about it. George Bush does not care about black people. You know, he was always out here doing, doing the most. And, you know, he has that line where it was just like his car accident that line that I love, probably my favorite line in the whole album when he was just like, I can't complain what the accident did to my left eye because look what an accident did to the left eye. First, Aaliyah, now Romeo must die. I know I got angels watching me from the other side. And that's so true. It's just like, look at Kobe. Like, it don't matter if you're rich. It don't matter if you're famous. If accident if it's your time it's your time like he could have just as easily died in that car accident I, I was in a car accident you know several years ago i could have died in it's just like anyone has an instance where it's like in the blink of an eye your life can change and it could be for the worse like it's uh, it's always good to be cognizant of you know living in the moment living in the day doing as much as you can while you're here yeah, this is all. It's just always uh, this. I, I'd say the words are more powerful, more so than the production. And this album for Kanye was it was just super heavy on production. But this one was just like lyrically probably my favorite one because it, it, it's just such deep word wordplay going on in this song. Uh, but yeah, uh, now we get to go from which. Track nine, Get Em High. Eric is shaking his head at me for some reason. Get Em High featuring Legends, Common, Legend, Talib Kweli. This is one of the, okay, first of all, before I go into it, Eric, what's your, what's your beef with this, with this track? Don't like the production. Once again. <laughs> I don't like the production. I just, I just don't like it. Young lady kind of interjecting and talking, yeah. you know, just, but. It is what it is. I, I just don't like it. It's I like it because you get to hear three very different flow styles on this one track. And each of them does a great job in it. I'd say probably Common had the uh, weakest of the three verses. Mm -hmm. And Kanye, he really, really, this is the one I think he really stood out like as a rapper. Like, I'm here with these niggas. I'm holding my own. Like, that the intro where he's just like, I'm in the pocket like Wallace. I got the bounce of hydraulics. I can call it. I got the swerve. I got alcoholics. My freshman year, I was going through a hell of problems till I, you know, got up the nerves to drop my ass about college. My teacher said I was a loser. I told him, why don't you kill me? That is, a lot of people don't catch just Kanye's deepness because that is actually a line from a Beck song. Really? Yeah, Beck. You know who Beck is? Yes, the I musician. Do. Yeah, he has a song that, uh, it just, I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? It, it, the fact that Kanye was too, just in tune with that kind of stuff 
before it was cool or hip, that kind of stuff would get you called all kind of names back in the day. But a lot of people didn't pick up on it. A lot of people didn't get it. Amazing. But yeah, I, I think this entire, of course, just lit it up. And I like the the back and forth, you know, playing back with that. I didn't like it. She gonna think you. I'm lying. Pick up the line. Spit a couple of lines. It, it but was, yeah, but nobody. And back it was in the a day. Black Planet shout out. Also, come yes. on, how many Black Planet shout outs do we get? Okay, but you know, back in the day, nobody was like clamoring over Talib Kweli. So okay, I mean, yeah, that so, was so, so fantastical. For you, so for you to try to okay, so the premise of the song at this part was. Kanye was trying to impress a young lady. The young lady was like, okay. He's like, yo, I know Talib Kweli. And she's like, no, you don't. And then he's like, hold up, let me give him a call. And he's all like, yo, Talib, you know, let her know that I know you. But yeah. nobody cared about Kweli back then. Okay, yeah. And he Now, if you would have said Jay-Z or something like that, that would have been completely different. So... I just don't like it. It's yeah, okay. That part is fantastical. I will give you that. And yes, he did say the girl was in Kansas. So once again, uh, just a red flag that probably wouldn't happen. I like the song. It was very good. That leads into the workout plan skit. Hey, girl. I got that new workout plan. Oh, girl. You know, you don't have to let me cop that. You know, you my girl. You ain't got to pay nothing. You can get it for a free 99. You know, on the bootleg queen. <laughs> now, this is a song I can say I didn't love. I actually didn't like it at all when I first heard it. It's very different. But it's it grew on me. It really grew on me. And I hated myself for like actually just listening to like what and two and three and four. I was just sit ups right. It's so catchy. But it's so stupid. And I hate that I liked it, but it grew. It was one of those songs that really grew on me. And it's just so weird to look back on, especially the video with the mascot bear and uh, D-Ray. And it was just so weird. And Nicole Smith. And Nicole Smith. Tracy Ellis Ross. It was. Oh, yeah. Tracy. And yeah, he was one of the first people to be like, yo, she's thick. We need to appreciate this. But yeah, Kanye was just doing so many off the wall things. It was a fun track, but yeah, where, where does it stick with you? Yeah, um, I like the track. I think it's fun. It's energetic. It's weird. Super fun. Um, Once again, I had never heard a track like that before. No, I don't think I don't think to this day. It's been really, another. Yeah, it's just so different. The only person I can think of pulling off a track like this today is probably Drake. You could. You could change it from the Kanye workout to plan to the Aubrey yeah, workout yeah, yeah, yeah. plan or something. I, I think Drake could pull this off just because it's just really weird and really different. And Drake just can go to all different genres and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the the video was just crazy. And, you know, the um, testimonials, just, testimonials <laughs> towards the end of the song and then. You know, you you have a woman talking about, you know, uh, she's happy that she's able to, you know, purchase a double wide trailer. And I had a double wide and I rode a plane, rode, rode a plane. plane. That's, you know, in the video, it's done. And by. what's most importantly, I ain't got to fuck with Ray Ray broke ass no more. Right. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Because I when I heard that for the first time, I was just like, I know five of these exact women. Who I can hear saying this exact line. I got sounds of 15s on my Cavalier. Yes. Oh my God. It, it was it was it was super funny. And I didn't understand it at the time. I was just like, how can this guy be this crazy? And he's getting away with it. And he's in Rockefeller. Right. But yeah, the skit was hilarious. And that moves into school spirit. Uh which I think are the uh next to Bernie Mac, the funniest skits. Uh little Jimmy. Uh, you know, it tells the story of a kid who's no, no, no. First, it tells the story of a of a man who spends all of his time and money on college, which is very, very it hits very hard to certain people because we can uh, I can relate. Like you just you have this idea of college is supposed to be something to help me get ahead in life, but in actuality. It could very well put you in a, a hole and that hole could be your grave that you're trying to dig yourself out of for the rest of your life. Exactly. Um, so he basically says, OK, you know, 
I'm not sure if it's this particular skit, but you know, he's no, nope, we're gonna do it. All right, let's just go through it. Uh, this is actually performed by D Ray Davis. Thousand dollar job. I didn't even notice that part. Twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> out of college, and this is just oh, it hits so hard now that I'm 32. It's it's real. Like this was back in 2004. Like people weren't even talking about going to college like that. You're 33. I'm 32. No, I you will, will be 33, 33 in okay. January okay. 2nd. You old bastard. Don't you try to put me in that club with you. But no, it, it, it's a great skit. One of my favorites uh, of all time in, in terms of album skits. It, it's hilarious. The little Jimmy skits is hilarious because it's, it's the guy's son and pretty much like you're supposed to leave your kids something, but if you're in debt all of your life, you can't leave your kids anything. But, but I love school spirits. Not one of my favorite songs. It's edited. It's no. kind of racist towards light skinned people, but uh, I appreciate him once again, talking about fraternities. The first people I ever heard talk about fraternities and sororities in a, in a song. So shout out to him for that. I guess he forgot about the iotas in that song. Yeah. It wasn't enough space. <laughs> uh, yeah, you think it was edited just because it was D nine? I don't know. Maybe so you, I they think, could I, play I, it at like you no, know, thinking, college campuses. I'm thinking his girl at the time was a Delta. True, she's, she's probably like you can't put any hard cursing in the song just because you know D nine might come after you. Man. Say you know we don't want to be affiliated with that. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Trust me, I know. Uh, yeah, and then that goes into two words. One of my other favorite tracks, favorite tracks. It is great, great wordplay. Like this and uh, the the track, uh, excuse me, get them high. Uh, it, it, between these two tracks, I think you have like two of the best lyrical assaults with these songs. Uh, you got Most Def, you got Freeway. And I'm not even a huge Freeway fan, but he did really good on this track. Uh, once again, this is just the production for you. I'll just skip over it. Skip over it each and every time. Mm -hmm. I don't. I just don't like the song. It, it's not that I hate it. I just don't like it. I hear you. There's only one song in this album that I hate. <laughs> I hear you though. Uh, Through the wires next. Uh, of course, we we kind of already. Yeah, we kind of talked about that, but that was a really deep song. And yeah. please. Can we talk about the importance of this man recording the song with his mouth wired shut? Yeah, let's talk about this man. And another thing Kanye doesn't get enough uh, credit for is bringing the story of Emmett Till to the national forefront. There was right. so many people who never, I just heard about Emmett Till in passing. He was just always one of those figures that you heard about from older black people, but you didn't know the story like Nat Turner. I'd heard about Nat Turner, but I didn't really know the story. John Brown, I heard about Harper's Ferry, didn't really know the story. And, you know, him saying that that line about uh, my, made my girl feel like uh, think I made my girl think I look like Emmett Till. It was just mm -hmm. like, okay, so was he lynched? Or, you know what? What was it? You know, and it made me want to have the urge to go out and do more research on it. So big shout out to Kanye for that. I love the way he always used history. Absolutely, family business. I know one of your favorite tracks. Love uh, that song. Yeah, once again, one of those just wholesome tracks that talks about the experience of just that black family unit and staying with your cousins and having that auntie who can't cook. And, you know, just so many things. It was just so heartening to hear because it was just so, I related to it so much because I was like, yeah, that's me too. Like sleeping with your cousins and y'all sleeping, you know, three, three in the front, three, but three in the foot, you know? So it, it was just something that was just so different. And last call was a, just an audiobook, pretty much. Hold up. We didn't even talk about Breathe In, Breathe Out. Um, That's the song I hate. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I skipped two songs. My bad. Uh, yeah, so we got too excited about Workout Plan. After Workout Plan is Slow Jams, which I was never a huge fan of. You know, that is the commercial hit. You know, it. I mean, Slow Jams is a cool little song, but it... it it's not a song that I would like bump all the time. Yeah, you know, it, I, the, the, the album has a very deep meaning to it. And that's just like a complete commercial hit to me. I mean, Twister was popular at the time. Jamie Foxx wasn't. No, that was no, his start. It that was his start. You know, from the you only heard Jamie Foxx sing on the Jamie Foxx show. And then here yeah. until after. And then after this gold digger. And then that's when he got his the start to his career. He got a. Um, uh, Ray, 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 right before Gold Digger, but you know, was it right before? Because yeah. I, I felt like that. Okay, was just... Gold Digger was supposed to actually be on this album, 
uh, as if I recall correctly. Oh. And then he wasn't satisfied with the beat or whatnot. And then after Ray came out, that's when he said, oh, I'm going to put Jamie on it. And he reworked it a little bit. Okay. And that's when he, you know, had that on uh, late registration. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Twister was popular at the time. Nobody would put Twister on their on their album now. But he had previously worked with Twister on, you know, uh, popping tags and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jamie Foxx, once again, one of the things Kanye don't get credit for is starting that man's career because it was Absolutely. this and then Gold Digger. And it was just like after that, he had the platform to pretty much release his own album and that was just like his years his but next he, couple of years but he also helped twister with his career because twister was obscure yeah. in chicago at the time come yeah on. he was known but not and then you have kamikaze come out where he did overnight celebrity um he didn't do the production for so sexy r kelly i believe did that but you know that was a multi-platinum album yeah so you know big shout out to kanye once again yeah, shout out and breathe in, breathe out. I was so I was I'd be okay if we were to skip it. We but it is a bad song that me and Eric both equally hate, and we can both equally agree that this song was a waste of a track. And worst song on the album. Yeah, definitely worst song on the album. It just was a waste of ludicrous. I don't even understand why he was on the album. He didn't even need to be credited with this, the chorus that he sung. It was just like Luda was at the height of his powers at this point. Like for him not to drop a, a verse is the greatest sin of this. This is the only thing that's keeping this album from like 10 out of 10 stars for me. Yeah, I don't under, I understand why he put Ludacris on because Ludacris at the time he was, was hot. He was hot. I mean, but, and you know, he had done production for Luda before, but this was just, it's it, wordplay is not good. The cam, I mean, the feature is not good. I mean, just the production is not good. Everything about this song, I absolutely hate. Like, as soon as it comes on, I turn it. Skip. Yeah. So we're going to skip this song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually had to, like, look up the lyrics because I couldn't think of any lyrics. Breathe in, breathe God. out. It sounded like something from one of his mixtapes. Like mm-hmm. after I love this album so much, I actually went back and and found like his mixtapes. I'm good and get well soon. And it's this sounds like something that was straight off of there, except for with Ludacris. And it's crazy because he has actual songs from those mixtapes that should have been on this album. Really? Yes. Oh my God, I'm good and get well soon. Uh, we're amazing. I, they should have asked Tyler Kweli to put that uh, Get By remix on here because mm-hmm. it was just epic. And I think it would have fit him really well with his uh, just track listing. But yeah, that that was the one song that keeps this from getting a perfect 10 for me. But even so, with everything he talked about and where I was in my life when I heard it, this is my favorite rap album of all time. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really do enjoy this album i just you know for me personally it's my third best like equimini was a huge outcast fan back in the day and equimini is just a perfect album i think the only thing about that is you know maybe you switch two songs their position on the album uh 2001 still still bang and of course this one uh but you know i I really really appreciate this album uh last call to me was just it's like a 12 minute rant basically it's a fuck you i made it like to all the people who didn't think i was gonna make it i'm here let me go ahead and name some people for you he really did too so that was that was really interesting he he talked about the people that helped him Mm -hmm. particularly his mama uh dame uh Jay, uh, some other people too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I'm just, it's just not uh, clicking right Calls now. Out L.A. Reeves, and then we find out years later, L.A. Reeves didn't sign him because he wanted to have sex with the girl who brought him in. It's just crazy. Yeah, and and it, this is probably the first album I walked away and felt like I really knew the guy who was, you know, rapping. So it, it's always going to have a place in my heart as something that's special. If I ever have kids, I will definitely play it for them and let them know this is when hip hop was great. And yeah, it's just crazy. And I look forward to looking at the next few Kanye West albums. So, you know, we can really go deeper into his his catalog in regards to uh, late registration, uh, which is 
you know, a phenomenal album. It, it, you know, when I think about late registration, I really do reconsider my favorite rap album of all time because that one has some really, really, really deep correlations with where I was in my life. Also, like, uh, yeah. So we, we're, gonna, we're not going to go into that now. We'll get to there in a few weeks. We will get to there, but we do need to talk about what are what is your overall rating of the college dropout? No, nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Okay, I'll give it the same. Oh, yeah. Even though I don't like some of the tracks, I mean, really what does it is breathe in, breathe out mm. like that. I can listen to the other tracks. I can gather the meaning from them. But that song is just so annoying. Unbearable. It really is. Mm. And I wish you would just remaster Retroactive. it. Retroactively. Yeah. Just take it off. I would. Uh, that would be great if they did like a Kanye West 20 year anniversary when like 2024 rolls around and he like comes back and does remixes with like a lot of these people. But, you know, you can dream what I would like to see him do is what he did. Really, he really did it with uh, uh, late registration. Now, he had some tracks on here, which he included, but it was a concert. And I believe it was orchestration. Yeah. And he orchestrated it and it was just beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, but some people weren't even able to show up for that. I mean, Cam wasn't able to show up and, you know, that was disappointing for, you know, Gone, uh, which was my favorite song off of uh, Late Registration. But, you know, we'll we'll talk about Late Registration. But, you know, I'd like to see him do something like that because he was one of the first cats that was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to orchestrate my whole entire uh, album with. You know, professional violinist, cello, uh, celloists and uh, whatnot. I just, he was brilliant back then. But, you know, I'm really anxious to talk about the conscious Kanye to the Kanye we have now, which is really different. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really it really is quite the progression for his career and quite the interesting journey that we're going to be going through down the rabbit hole. Uh, but yeah, rabbit hole. yeah, but I've been getting a lot of good feedback in regards to our media reviews so far. So hopefully you guys are really enjoying it out there. We did the wire. We're going to be doing the wire season two uh, for our next TV uh, go around. I believe for movies, we're going to go into Malcolm X. OK, another one of my that. favorite movies. So, so far, we've talked about my favorite TV show, my favorite rap album. And now we're going to talk about my favorite movie of all time. And it just so happens Eric likes all these things, too. So I'm not just, you know, dominating the talks with my most favorite things in the world. I mean, we could talk about Aquamanai, too, when it comes around. Have you even listened to a Aquamanai? Absolutely. I okay. love Outkast. Like Spodiote Dopalicious is just. That's so different. And yeah. Hippie vibe and for that time psychedelic. We'll get to it. it. It's so much we have to talk about on this show, but I'm so happy I'm able to do it here with you, Eric. You know what? And I'm happy to be here too, LB. Absolutely. And I'm so happy to be doing everything we're doing and just doing something new. I'm, I'm pulling a Kanye West. I'm doing doing new stuff. So as always, we're going to be doing Monday. Uh, you can catch our reviews every Monday here on Urban Alchemy Podcast. We're going to be doing our our interviews every Wednesday, and I am going to be starting our relationships. Relationship segment on Fridays with my co-host ReMC. So please check us out. We have been getting a lot of good questions, a lot of good stories, and we have a lot to talk about for that show. So I'm just happy to be able to be here to bring you this wonderful media here from the community of Kansas City, Missouri. And thank you so much to all of our listeners all around the Kansas City area, all around Missouri, all around Kansas, the Midwest, America, and all around the world. You guys are tuning in, and I will continue to work hard to bring you this product and to show you what's going on here in Kansas City and let you know how great this community is thriving and building and working towards transitioning from what we were brought up with. So once again, I am Jam Banks. And I'm Eric Hawthorne. This is Urban Alchemy Podcast. I hope you all are staying safe and as always, stay blessed. I will catch you later. Peace. Peace.